Welcome to Rude Awakening, the podcast. We assume that you're here because you've watched our documentary and we would just love to take the conversation a little further uh, in a weekly format. We will come together, discuss quotes and inspirations from the documentary and invite you, our followers, into the conversation with us. What causes the procrastination is the reluctance of the human to turn your life upside down because that's what happens and you know that's going to happen at some level right. and it's a mess <laughs> it's messy Welcome to the Rude Awakening podcast. I'm here with my lovely co-host Jonathan Cray. My name Hello. is Sandra Roggermann and today we're joining with a great quote from the Rude Awakening documentary from Jean Tinder. And Jonathan, why did we choose this one? Well, she speaks about why do we procrastinate going further into our journey after uh, the awakening moment. and. Uh, we have a lot of experience with procrastination ourselves. Procrastination level we're, expert. we're experts at uh, procrastinating. Um, uh, no, and, and it, it's a really interesting quote because, um, you know, we talked in the previous podcast about the judgment we tend to have on ourselves for not doing things or not really uh, going forward on certain ideas. And, you know, instead of keeping judgment on that very high is, is like basically let's unpack why you exactly procrastinate what's the first reason what's the main reason for procrastination rather than I'm stupid and I, I, I don't just don't want to do it and because that's very simple to do and um, you don't get further by judging yourself so we'd love to dive into the <laughs> the, the deep and dark world of procrastination Yeah, something that I really didn't want to look at for the longest time, because looking back, it feels like I've procrastinated all of my life. And that is also not something that society values a lot. So. <laughs> Let's dive into that. Why did you procrastinate, Sandra? <laughs> while, I was, while I was in it, I, I think like in hindsight, I look, I look at it... Um, while I was doing it, I somehow did never feel excited about truly being here, truly engaging and interacting with life or with certain things and especially with stuff that didn't excite me. I think I was a very typical learner of things that I was very excited about and that I loved where my passion was, but I didn't have many passions before my awakening. It just feels like everything was pretty... Mm pretty flat I was I was known as somebody who um, who you could 
rely on and confide in. So I used to always have people come and tell me their worries or their, you know, they consulted me with, you know, what can we do? Hence why I made the choice to later on become a coach <laughs> because I thought, well, that's one thing that I <laughs> seem to well be good at. to be uh, exactly. to listen. <laughs> but uh, I, th I think I was truly never really present. I wasn't really grounded well um, and I didn't really know what my passions were. And then I found awakening and then all of a sudden all of the lamps went on in my on my stage. How was that for you? Um. I had a slightly different, uh, I think, slightly different approach or journey towards that because I had a lot of things that I was passionate about very early on. Um, it's almost like I had too much things that I was passionate about, and and it it would use it it would really overwhelm me, where there was just too much coming at me, and I had this I had this weird thing when I was eight nine. I started to get extremely. Um, perfectionistic it has to be it had to be completely correct the first time around whatever I did and if it wasn't all even slightly in the realm of what I thought it should be then I just you know got angry and quit um, so then talking about stuff was much more easier than confronting myself with the fact that I have a very specific and rigid idea about what I wanted to do and I can't compete with that idea I can, can never get out of my head the way I envision it and um, you know coupled coupled with that I felt very insecure compared to other artists or other people there was it was easier for me to procrastinate and talk about shit and um, which I was very good at than actually to make it so it was more and more the overwhelm of, of having to do it perfectly but always being surrounded by creativity and and inspiration and I think yeah yeah and 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 don't get me wrong I did do a lot of stuff I mean compared to to fellow artists I, I produced movies I, I directed movies I did games so I, I wasn't sitting on my ass but it was always it was always a lot of effort it was never it never came really easy uh, passion came easy and, and when I didn't have too much ideas about things it worked but it was always uh, it was always you know dragging stones up the mountain and then you know when I had my awakening it got actually even worse because now I got a whiff of this journey um, but again I wanted to do it perfectly I wanted to be the perfect kid in the class and so I, I just repeated the same pattern but now on, on spiritual uh, like the spiritual journey mm. Yeah, and I'm trying to, that's why I'm hesitating a little bit, because I'm sort of trying to put the normal evolution of me getting into this body and getting into this life and sort of being being here and, and fully choosing to be here versus, and I think that really just probably just coincided with awakening. So you've heard me say this, you know, I don't feel that I'm creative. Like I, I never really had that in on um, <clears throat> having been brought up with a lot of art or, you know, like having that passion for something be ignited early on. I think mm -hmm. since that wasn't there, I don't have a great memory of my early childhood or my, you know, my, my early youth. Um, and 
when that first passion came in, that was probably pop music and, and being um, really into a boy band. I think that, that was my <laughs> one first passion where I thought like, oh, she's alive, you know. <laughs> and later That's a on, good entry point. That yeah. was a great entry point. <laughs> and then later on, of course, awakening and, and being really excited about this journey of getting to know myself and getting to know spirituality. But procrastination... Um, yeah, it was definitely something that was uh, not very welcome where I grew up. Um, it was frowned upon. You were supposed to be productive. You were supposed to be happy with your position in society. Be happy with earn your have. value. Yeah, yeah. And, and and also you know others have much less than you than we do. So you know why can't you just be happy? But I always felt that there was this the the constant nagging of my soul. Um, pushing me further but also you know pushing the procrastination button a lot because I needed to be ready for this what what Jean says later on um, really you know stuff's gonna fall apart so I knew that I was holding on to a life that I wasn't quite made for I didn't really choose so at least sort of you know it but so yeah. so so would you say intuitively you knew that a you had to make the step and b the step would be very disruptive yeah um but were you aware that you were procrastinating back then to 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 stave that moment off yeah but i didn't know what to replace it with uh, right there was no alternative no i that that was basically all i knew so at least i had a passion at least <laughs> i you know i felt like okay at least i know um why I'm here and then also having having kids at a young age um, you don't want to go near something like that when you kind of intuitively know it could all just break apart right yeah. like, you know if I'm if I'm choosing to to really go be all in on this journey of self-discovery that means I have to let every idea of it go and yeah all of yeah. the construct around I it. I mean, that's very recognizable. Uh, for me, doing a lot of spiritual searching and spiritual journeys, it was always on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. But kind of knowing intuitively I'm doing the same stuff all over and over. I'm, I'm, I'm just replacing one one journey for the other one and, and, and pretending it's a different journey, but it's exactly the same thing. I just, you know, instead of a sweat lodge, is now... Uh, you know, family. Um, what do you call it? Constellations. Family constellations, or so I was just like hopping from one thing to the other, almost like to keep it fresh. And to also tell myself I'm really doing something about it. But ultimately, the really doing about it something. I think just before I met you, I I, I made it. I got so depressed, uh, but in a quiet way. Like like I, I just felt like if if this is life. It's constantly doing the same thing, the same thing. Even even under the guise of spirituality, it's it's started to become extremely stale. Then I'd rather not be here. And it wasn't like a suicide or something like really dramatic. It was actually really really clear. Either I'm going to dive in completely and uh, and and really, you know, disrupt some stuff, or you know, uh, like Andrew says, peace out. I'm gone. And I think when we met, we we met under the same circumstances you had made the same decision for yourself just prior to that as well i also knew uh what coping mechanisms were um stopping me from taking this journey further so 
you know, being really stubborn on, on some parts and, and not wanting to look at the underlying or look at the ugly underbelly of what, you know, what that actually did in my life or why that was there. And then you choose to rather not go there, but to keep changing um, the communities or the people that you hang out with rather than really confronting that ugly pattern thing. Um, and I think that that's the part where the human procrastinates. Like it's not, it's not a, um, so getting the divinity into your everyday life means that the human has to take a step back from being so, um, engaged in c continuously creating the limitations and the idea of its uh, of like the idea of divinity rather than real divinity or the idea of what it means to be open to the magic rather than actually being open to the magic like it, it, it's 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 constantly the limited idea of what you think you're striving for rather than opening up and letting that thing come to you in the form well, that on that top of to. on top of your programming that you already bring with yourself, like through having been on, you know, in, in the human body for, say, 20, 30 years or whatever, and then knowing, uh, oh, you, you know, my attention span when it comes to people telling me what I should do, I just I'm just too stubborn to listen. So then going like, OK, I'm going to confront this the one issue that keeps coming back in my life and, and as we've talked about this in this last episode where if you if you keep sort of being confronted with yourself at some point you sort of have to look at it and yeah. you go like okay there is something in there um and that was my no more moment and the the suffering or the the pressure that builds up on the inside um, that makes procrastination worthwhile. It just at some point you just cross that line where it's well, just it becomes it becomes uh, more painful to willingly or knowingly procrastinate, knowing kind of full well that you're you're staving something off, or you're keeping something out the door, while you're feeling that the real potential or the real joy, or real balance isn't really coming in. You're, you're constantly re regurgitating the same loop, the same pattern. And just to not feel super depressed, you kind of dress it up differently. Yeah, I'm seeing a different shrink now. I'm going to a different spiritual yeah. group. I'm really doing something. Like like we saw a quote on on internet the other day, and, and where where this lady also said like you're like you're just you're you're still hiding behind spiritual modalities. It's not the spiritual modality's fault. It's you just basically exchanging one for another because ultimately you don't want to do it yourself or you feel you can't do it yourself, or you don't have an alternative. I mean, the reasons are... And the mind is clever. Yeah. It will keep coming up with great <laughs> other excuses time. and validations and, you know, oh, you see, they're all assholes and well, all of the stories we poor tell me. ourselves. Yeah. yeah, poor me. You know, that's the victim now. And but you said, you said something interesting because, you know, it, it, it's also easy to bash the mind when, you, when you're looking at it from, from the other side, from the, the, the side where... You know, you have done the work, but what you said earlier, like 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 the mind doesn't ultimately, apart from all the tricks it plays, it doesn't have an alternative. So it's almost like you know, you're you're on the docks. There's this magical boat that's leaving, and you don't see it, but you hear the horn, and 
you see that the you know the rope that's holding this magical ship that's leaving is is extending so you kind of know where it is but then to basically take a big leap from the dock onto the boat without actually seeing it I think it's very human nature to say, oh, but I want to have proof first before I make such a big leap. And then, of course, if you're waiting for proof, you're just getting the old proof and not the new one. Yeah, or you get on fancy yachts instead because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this looks much more fun anyway. And at least when I jump on that one, I know... The known. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what what made you... I mean, you kind of said it, but what made you do it anyway? What, what like, like, at certain moment there's a breaking point but what were you very aware of that moment when that happened no i always felt there is something i'm supposed to be doing here and i didn't know what it was and it drove me crazy it drove me nuts i always felt i woke up in the morning every morning feeling there is something else i'm supposed to be doing here i'm not living the life that i should and could be living and that was so frustrating because in my head, I was doing everything that I could, but only in that known area, in, in that known um, sphere of who I thought I was. But then feeling, okay, I've got so much potential for passion, and those passions were triggered every now and then, and whether it used to be the boy band or awakening or you know, stuff that really got my juices going, Ultimately, it was all just replacing one for the other, but never really satisfying me. Mm-hmm. Um, until I confronted the parts of me that were in the way. That, you know, now looking back, there were so many rigid ideas that I had. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm just not creative. I just don't like this. I'm not the kind of person that just is that um, spontaneous or flexible I don't like massages I don't like this I don't like that so there were so many protection systems within me holding off true passion for life and really allowing me to dive in that I was holding myself hostage I was I was procrastinating living a life in extreme limitation but but how did you break through like what was the moment because first is, is knowingness, or the first is basically having awareness that you're doing that. So that takes time, you have to build it up. But then when you kind of, you, you're kind of aware, hey, there's a lot of ideas that basically just prevent me from A, going for it, and B, letting, letting the magic in. How did you define that moment where, where you say enough is enough, and now I'm gonna regardless jump in anyway? My mental health made that choice for me. Right. So panic disorder extreme anxiety uh, not being able to cope with the discrepancy that I was feeling so going into going into panic um, moments extreme panic attacks um, then of course having checked you know am I going insane going to the <laughs> going to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist goes like no you're fine and thank goodness that was back then in my early 20s um, where antidepressants weren't such a normal thing to yeah, hand out gold, on gold the doorstep like candy no. at the moment, so yeah. and I think you know as you know I'm very passionate about the topic I do think that there is a place and time for all of this and that they're a blessing for for many people so 
We've talked but, about this in, 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 in not the previous, but the episode before that, where this is the challenge of today's society to have to grow in consciousness and not knowing and again you know basically taking my journey as an example was the same thing i didn't know i why i was so imbalanced as society doesn't know why they're so imbalanced but the step for me was into consciousness into opening up yeah. into into my awakening of you know going into self-discovery getting rid of the patterns that limit me and that's what we're seeing in society now is it's it's a process that is on autopilot i think at that time so you ask me what was your choice going into it why did you take it further i don't think that you have a choice at that time that you choice found yourself on that, that choice path. was made on another level when you're ready you're ready then you know then you've got to do what you came and something do. comes up or a symptom comes up that forces you to exactly and so you know that for some people that might be another traumatic experience or just an epiphany waking up in the morning when there's so many different ways uh, and you just notice okay that old life is gone like no matter no matter how dearly i hang on to it yeah yeah it's sort of an inevitability right yeah and having to deal with it and having to find ways to and then those ways appear that's the funny thing you yeah. know it's not something where you're then lost for another decade or two all of the sudden all of those things show up yeah it, it is layers though because because i remember making that choice before i met you i was like 30 what was that 38 39 ish something like that so also to 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 stop with my old job to start making this movie which i didn't know at the time but we, we sort of started that um and that took about seven years so from that moment enough is enough i'm going to really dive because that i think that was also my moment where i thought i'm going to dive inside now so stop looking at gurus or people around me or people better than me and just really really whatever whatever shit i have stored in the basement let's start cleaning it out and that, and that took me seven years but I think it's interesting when we talk about procrastination and I know how you dealt with um, your life up until then and how I dealt with my life up until then with completely different coping mechanisms. So you were always somebody that didn't want to get stuck and that didn't have a lot of safety in your life to begin with due to the way that you grew up. So you, you were you were used to throwing the hand grenade of disruption into it I every need, I every need few always years. to keep moving and uh, I call it a crazy Ivan. Every two years I blow up my life. Yeah. Like on purpose. And and for me it was the absolute opposite. Like thinking and, and needing the stability and needing the security, maybe the false security, but at least some kind of security within the back of my mind. Like at least that's that's my comfort zone and I'm safe here, which then turned out to be the absolute opposite, you know, when, when, when that when that disrupted itself through anxiety. So it's interesting how we all get there, but you know, we're all brought to that point. So that's on autopilot and then all of a sudden you say, and then I dove in. I think we dove in much earlier. Oh absolutely. But but it's 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 um and that, that was my initial question. It's it's what is the defining point that the human can uh, can see, can you know? Because I agree with you. It was I mean ever since I was born I was on this journey. But there's defining moments where I made choices that are more or less conscious, and that that choice of eight years ago that was very conscious. But then it took 
seven years of diving in, procrastinating again, diving in, being stubborn, diving in until the patterns were so ridiculous in, in terms of repetition and also becoming extremely painful. Like how many times you have to go down the alleyway to know that there's a dead end. Every time I do it, because I'm thinking, oh, I might have missed something. Mm -hmm. It's like a computer game and you're stuck and you're just constantly trying the same thing, hoping there's a different outcome until you do something out of left field and all of a sudden it works. And so, so I'm trying to like, what is the cognitive part in this uh, after awakening what, where, where you do in the first place like like and I, I really get what um, Gene is saying you procrastinate because you don't want your life to become to blow up to become in shambles and and the funny thing is it will do that anyway but the more you allow it the more graceful it will be and I think that's, and that's what, almost like postponing the inevitable. Right? Yes, but that's also a conundrum that still with every with all of the wisdom that I embody now, I think I couldn't have gotten here any sooner than I did. Yeah. So, yes, I was procrastinating. Yes, I was holding it off. But maybe there was also a very wise part in me leading that or guiding that journey you kind of can't skip a step ahead like and there is a divine timing in all of this where i wasn't supposed to be at this stage 10 years earlier it would have blown your head off yes so i was supposed to be right here right now in this time with these people in my life um with these challenges with this mind that's flexible enough now to make the changes so in a way it's funny that you look back on it and you go like okay so i was blaming myself for procrastination for so long and maybe there was some kind of divine intelligence in all of this yeah i, I I'm, I'm a firm believer especially since i'm a little bit more kind to myself a lot more kind to myself that yes it took me seven years um but I had a lot to unpack, I had a lot to deconstruct. I had a lot of, you know, also with the movie, like I, I think we were all very clever to tie our realization to a movie, to a project that even if I couldn't get out of bed or you couldn't get out of bed, we had to <laughs> because we had this movie. Um, so there was like, it was like a fail safe mechanism uh, that, was, that was pretty, pretty awesome. But I agree. I, I, like I think when the moment came where I, like like only a couple of months ago or, or eight, nine months ago, where I truly had enough of my own bullshit and my own patterns and my own constantly looking at myself like, oh my God, you're not good enough. You need other people. And I, I just, I was so fed up with it. And I, I came to the same point as, as nine years ago, like, or eight years ago, like, well then what's the point of being here? If it's, if every, every day is such a struggle, uh, then, then don't be here. You know, choose to do something else. Go, go do a surf camp somewhere, or you know, don't, don't do this kind of job. Don't, don't aspire to this kind of life. And then the moment I, I was willing to let it all go, it all clicked into place. But it, I had to be so enough, like, and, and I'm very stubborn, so I had to be extra done with it. Uh, and you've seen me in that time. And that worked. All of a sudden, it, it just it, it popped through, and I couldn't have done it a, a minute sooner. And of course, I look back at that time in my life, like, why did I go through the same loop for years and years and years, thinking it's different, but doing the same thing? So there is a judgment there. 
And then later I realized, oh shit, you know, that's how I came to the whole judging myself part later. Like, just be kind to yourself because you truly wouldn't have been able to handle it with all the pressure, with all the dynamics we had going. Because um, you really don't want to take that shit with you. Yes. So yeah. when I finally did pop through, and with popping through, I mean, just had my own realization or a, a, a place of balance with myself. I was then truly done with all the others. So I didn't have to take any shit with me or the shit that I'm taking with me is very light and very, I know what it is. And the more I'm relaxing, the easier it goes. So that's that's kind of like, you know, making sure the final crumbs are, are taken care of. But the big stuff, when I decided that at that moment, I left it. And I, I never took it with me into this new phase of my life. And that, that was, yeah, you talk about divine timing. I really believe it's that. It's that. So it's almost, you have another reason to relax and to to almost procrastinate with a lot of joy and freedom knowing that you're procrastinating and saying when it's time I know it I know I know I recognize it and yeah. then and almost go through it in a more free and joyous way because for me it was it was it was but you painful and I think that's also the friction you do need a certain amount of friction to build up to pop you through that moment. And I think, you know, now <laughs> I'm just thinking, for example, somebody was sitting here with us that is going through extreme procrastination, judging themselves for it, being completely done, like no more, no more, I just can't and I don't want to, and you know, how much longer do I have to? And then you say to them, oh, well, you know, let's look into the, oh, you've got another 10 years of, of, of important and valuable procrastination to do because in 10 years, you'll be exactly where you should be they're going to jump at your throat like yeah yeah and and i and and people said that to me because again i was very much in spiritual circles and i used to hate them yeah it's like how do you how you know i want to be there now and, yeah. and otherwise life has no purpose and i remember i remember myself um not so far back being so frustrated because I just didn't know how to get there. I just couldn't help myself. I was aware of all of the things I was doing. I was aware of the details. And I was still. Aware. And still, I, you know, I just, you just can't help yourself. So what is that? Well, you're, you're not there yet. You're not really, you're not ready to take that, to disrupt your life in such a way. Um, that you go fuck it just and maybe it's also not up to the human at that point you know like well look look at where we are now and and, and i'm speaking for, for for the both of us but now i'm only now learning the fine art of trust really trusting hey is, is do i have an impulse to do something where i want to be in in, in 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 a little bit of time from now and then i really know when i have an agenda or when i have an idea about it and let that go and then it flows but I couldn't do that. I couldn't even do that nine months ago. No, but you knew the concept. So it's yeah. also oh, not about well. like, it's not about like, oh, you just need to get to know the lay of the land or you need to read the manual really well. But this is a great point because I think what prevented me, I was scared. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my creation, my, my the way I created. So I thought I was constantly in, in fear if I do this, People will get mad. Things will go to shit. Things will explode. Everything will go wrong. Like you know what we describe. And what as would you be leaning into? The other yeah. shoe dropping. Yeah. 
it, it's such a vast new unknown world mm-hmm. of, of basically the real you because that's kind of the, the irony of it you're jumping into the unknown but you're actually jumping into who you really are you just don't know it yet and now it's 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 so much easier to just say where do you want to be i mean i'm dealing with the last bits of of lack and abundance for instance and it has nothing to do with money but value because I've, I've undervalued myself so long that it's 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 I'm, I'm over it but it's still a memory and sometimes the memory comes back as if it's still here so I, i'm i'm learning how to navigate what what does value what is the memory of that? It's like almost like a phantom pain of a, Literally, of a limb, of a limb that you lost. <laughs> it's it's not here. I've dealt with it, but it's coming back in these little like like wafts of like oh yeah, but, 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 and and then and it basically now I'm invited to trust, and now I can dive in knowing I have no clue when how, but I know worrying about it in the old ways is is it's just going to lead me down the same alleyway. Mm-hmm. So now I can jump in without anything, without any guarantee, without any ground. I can j- jump into the ravine knowing that there's a trampoline there. So it's the it's very counterintuitive, right? Extremely. Like when you because you you are in survival mode when you're in procrastination. I would say it's not nobody procrastinates and enjoys the fuck out of it. No. Because now looking back, I go like, oh, you, you mean painful. like <laughs> it was painful, you know? But knowing knowing that I would come out the other end. I could have enjoyed those last 20 years. <laughs> I just had more ice cream and more more bubbly and, and just sat in the sun a little longer, right? But while you're in it, it's horrible and relentless and, and tedious. I do, do agree with you like very, very much. And, and hopefully the new generations will do it differently. And I think they will. But is you need a certain amount of friction. I needed not a certain amount. I needed a lot of friction for me to pop through. And I, I remember, you know, looking back, I can see I put all that friction there, and I almost like, you know, kept adding the pressure. I kept until it went boom. But it's two things. So the, you needed the friction, right, to be really done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the human resistance. <laughs> but you also needed the trust. Yeah. To know that, you know, even if I pop out of existence, even if I die there's still hope you know it sounds so weird because like we knew it keeps going like even if i even if i leave this earthly existence i will just fall back onto or into myself so or you reincarnate and you have to basically because you never you never um closed that part of your experience you're going to do it all over again so like there's no way out really you have to either deal with it now yeah, and for me, it's really more uh, now what I know, because back then I already knew, okay, I need to come to a point of no more and really being done with it. But then you thought you were done 10 years ago and it just kept going. Now knowing I could have maybe leaned into the trust that my, you know, big Sandra's got this, what we talked about, like mm-hmm. big Andrew, uh, the very first episode. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back to it now. <laughs> um leaning more into big sandra that 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 part of me already knew that i would be fine that part of me was already visiting me from you would make it from that point of you know you'll be you'll be okay you know you've got this there is divine timing in all of this even though it doesn't look like it and it looks like you're wasting precious years or whatever but there's there's a lot of collecting wisdom in in all of this well and it's actually a quote that jeff says in the movie it's just like like 
you know, we're so programmed to, to keep learning and to keep studying. And it's, Pierre said, it's like, it's actually better if you don't. If you just give it to your higher self, trust it, it will be all right. And just go about your life. I mean, it's, this is an extremely simplified way of saying it. If you would have said this nine years ago, I would have punched you in the face. But I, I really have come to, to my experience that that is completely true. Trust your trust your divine self, your higher self, uh, whatever you know. Like we used to say in religion, is is you know, give it to God, uh, inshallah, like leave leave it up mm -hmm. to God. Um, so what if that you know what if your God also, so your higher self has got you, even if you know, even if you can't hear it, if you can't talk to it, even if you can't understand half the fucking shit it's telling you. There is a higher self. Okay, I, I kind of believe that, and and it's got me. But that's that's an interesting point because I'm sort of also always thinking about the people that are listening that might not relate to spirituality or their journey has not led them through spirituality um, or even the understanding of soul or whatever, right? So you're still on the same journey. You just you just put other accessories on the path. So, you know, but it's still just as... Same journey, different accoutrement. Yes, but the thing, so I'm thinking, you know, my son is a very factual, um, fact-driven, theoretic person, and, you know, he does a lot of research, so he needs to back up with science and all of that stuff. So when... He sometimes says to me, you know, looking at you, mom, with all of your kumbaya and om shakala, he says, it's oh, I'm almost envious because you've got that deep trust and deep knowingness and deep belief that there is something more. He says, and I don't. I, I don't have that. So that's interesting for me, right? So in a way, it is up to the human to... <laughs> To lean into something, and and that's that's a great point. So so we're talking about ultimately we're talking about trust. If you trust enough, if the pressure is is, to, is high enough, and you trust to a certain level, then you're willing to take that step. And I think it's a great example. I think the, the younger generation have has different methods of building that trust within themselves. Some do it very factual through mental endless information which of course you know they're exposed to much more than we were um, but even information can get very very overwhelming so ultimately they have to feel too in, in some form even if they don't acknowledge it they have to wade through all that information and to go what fits with me and what doesn't to come to a form hey this is really me at the moment and this is really not me or not who I want to be but the way they get there, so we, we get it through meditation and spirituality, and they get it through trying out different facts, trying out different costumes, but then more mental, or trying costumes with identity, or trying costumes at, at just talking to their own peer group, or I think that, that completely, that changes in, in every generation, but ultimately it's about, uh, I think two things the having enough with the status quo your your own in the end obviously but you know at first you're, you're projecting it out to the world like I'm, I'm, the way these people in politics are doing it fuck no I'm not going to do it that way the way my parents did it hell no every generation is almost obligated to mm -hmm. do that 
So there is a there is a friction. There is a I don't want to do it that way. I guess that doesn't fit. But then since you're going away from that old pattern, which is horrible, but at least it's known because these old farts has been doing it for eons the same way. So now you're saying not that, but then now, now you have to blaze your own trail. And there's where the trust comes in, like, okay, but how do I do it? Am I going the right way? Am I not getting lost? Uh, so it's, 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 you know, that generation uses different tools, but I think the outcome is the same. And you have to go through certain amounts of doubt. I think doubt is just as much part of this journey as procrastination. Um, and I think the doubt really serves you. It really, it really serves the buildup of that friction that will eventually lead you into something that you cannot even grasp because this takes you beyond the mind. This is the epic journey beyond the mind. Like, yeah. and and boy, is it epic! It is extremely epic, and and I think that's that's a great point. You have to come to the no more point to the anything but this and everybody has their own breaking point everybody has their own tools to get there but ultimately i mean i i everybody i've talked to that 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 is on this path has had the same type of breaking point like procrastinate 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 uh and then anything but this and and i had the same like even in those seven years it's just it was, it was, you know, I was making progress, but the loop kept on being the same. I have, had the same behavior that caused a lot of confusion and because I wasn't clear, because I didn't think I was worthy enough, et cetera, et cetera. And that got so fucking painful after a while that I, I'd rather speak my truth and upset the whole world, which is also an idea I had, than do this one more time longer because this is just, this is, this is death almost. I, th I think you know it's it's not necessarily easier living in the Western world where we have made a god or a deity out of the mind and yeah. the intellect. Knowledge. And and I think ultimately this this whole journey is a journey of coming back to the sense of self. Look and look at indigenous folks that have always been connected to a higher wisdom um, and whether that's nature or gods or whatever I don't think that they necessarily have that much of a rude awakening as we do because there's a natural understanding of a guidance that is there constantly and, and a trust in that guidance exactly so I think this is also something that we'll be seeing a much um, bigger increase in the imbalance and the, the difficulty and the challenges that that awakening brings with it because we've distanced ourselves so far from our origin from feeling from yeah. really feeling that other voice or that other uh, and, and it, it doesn't have to be spiritual but feeling a purpose feeling a yeah. passion feeling you know even though your parents say oh, become a doctor it's like no i feel i have to be an artist i feel i have to travel the world and then and thank goodness now we have all of those different choices you know that maybe two three generations ago weren't so obvious no exactly and, and i feel i think the real work is not so much that we should stave off technology or choices or 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 even a mental approach to things but it's, it's just basically bring the awareness, bring consciousness back into the fold, 
whether it's AI or technology or the choices that kids make or, or the avalanche of information that kids are exposed to and the choices they have to make, which is, you know, it's vastly bigger than we ever had to. But if they have consciousness or if they have, you know, they trust a basic kind of feeling, then that navigation becomes a lot easier. Yeah. But again, they won't ever trust it unless they get on a path where they can develop it. And maybe that's friction or maybe that's an epiphany or maybe that's a traumatic event. And and I think you can't that, really escape that but road. Those, but those, the, that road is chosen going into this life. Yeah. So it's 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 not something that oh you know I should have chosen no really you've been on that path even before you knew it so trust that mode and just go and enjoy life really yeah. enjoy your procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, episode is for family purposes only. <laughs> this is not medical advice. No, I, I agree. I agree. I, that, I think that's that's you know we asked in a documentary what would you tell your younger self and and my answer would very much be hold it lightly you're on a journey you don't you might not know half the time that you're on the journey how you're on the journey how you're going to get there but trust that you will get there and let go of the studying and the having to earn it and the values and the, stop holding it so tight like if you make one mistake you, you're got you're done for because i made plenty of mistakes and actually they all led to the same outcome so, you know, I just wished I would, wouldn't have stressed so much about it. And genuinely, it probably would have gone quicker if, or at least more pleasant. I, I, again, I think, you know, timing-wise, um, this could have not happened any sooner than it did. It could have maybe been a little bit more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the conclusion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I would have told myself... Uh, really trust that intuition because I think I'm so intuitive now and that is like I'm 100% leaning into that all of the time with all of the choices that I'm making and I knew that when I was a kid but somewhere in between there's 40 years where <laughs> that's just blank where I tried to really fit in and try to belong and really left that behind but and, and again, like you said it about time, and I think you're right, uh, there is divine timing, so not a moment sooner. I also believe that the friction, I mean, even the, 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 you know, the despair and the stress and the, mind, the constant worrying, um, we also made a movie about it. So we, we had yeah. to tell the story, and I wanted to tell it in a very grounded, earth, earth you know, recognizable, kind of raw, stinky kind of way. And I couldn't have done that if, if it was all like plain sailing. I didn't have the, the story. Maybe I would have made the same movie and, and maybe you would have made it or, or George. But it would be a completely different, you know. The integrity it, and authenticity is it something It has the rawness really of, of, you know, you know, fuck me. I just stumbled across my own finish line and I barely made it. <laughs> and I'm telling you the story of- But isn't that how you I know you're alive? It. That's yes. how you know you're alive. Yeah, it is. The human kind of likes it. It's kind of a badge of honor. Like I was in the trenches. Yeah. Now I think I think the trick is not to end up in another trench, but to go, yeah. I could tell raw stories without now going back into, into the same drama. Um, but that's about it, yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, we hope you enjoyed this uh, beautiful episode of procrastination, rude procrastination. That might be a nice sequel. <laughs> Plenty of material there. Plenty. <laughs> beautiful stories about people doing fuck all, <laughs> being really guilty about it. <laughs> yeah, but at least you're not judging yourself. Judge the others. Oh, there's more than me. Yay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you feel that you want to get in touch with us, um, either by letting us know your story of procrastination, any feedback, any ideas that you have, or if you'd like to have us on your podcast, you can write into podcast at rudeawakening-film.com. If you haven't seen the movie, where should the people go if, that have, if they haven't seen the movie, Jonathan? That's still a very unimaginable thing to do. It's unheard of. It's um, no, that's www.rudeawakening-film.com. And that is the free version. Um, there's also a paid version for a couple of bucks. You can have about 12 and a half hours of extended interviews, making off documentaries, even new interviews. We did only a month ago with all of the interviewees, which was really interesting to see where they are now. Uh, and you can do that through our website under the premium edition link. Yeah. And the last thing we would love for you to share this documentary if you've liked it um, with your friends, family, colleagues, if there's anybody else left in your life <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Go share far and wide and uh, we shall see you next week, next Friday. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Bye.